Weekly Sauce episode 39. Um, again, you, as usual, this episode is brought to you by Hot Sauce by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, best sauce you can have. I mean, last week we spoke about uh, maybe them doing a tzatziki sauce. I don't know, but the mustard truffle sauce is unbelievable. Uh, try it out. Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com. Use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, special week this week, we got a Marseille from the. Um, Montreal, I was going to say Montreal Impact, from the Club de Foot Montreal. Uh, I'll start with you, Alex. How's it going, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Good, man. Good. Alex, my buddy, my cohort, my colleague. How are you, man? I'm excited, man. Uh, our first Impact player, so uh, I'm pumped. No, it's not the Impact anymore. we got to get that shit right. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. Impact anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. tough. it's tough. I catch myself sometimes, too. <laughs> I'm still really going to say it. I, I grew up watching the Impact. You know, my, like, my dad yeah. was a huge fan, and a bunch of his friends played and uh, played for yeah. the Impact growing up. So, like, I'm always going to call it the Impact. I can't not call it the Impact. <laughs> yeah. I, think it's a big, I think it's a big transition for a lot of people, especially people who have been from this region um but yeah it's it's it's, diff- it's difficult to change sometimes like when you're so used to saying something like when i crossed the border and i went through the border and they were like oh what do you do here and then like i told them and then i like caught myself like then i was like do they even know about the name change you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so like like if i said club the foot like do they know that we changed our name or like they'd be like what club is that and so i, I was just like yeah we're club the foot um previously known as montreal impact I'm like okay so okay, cool. it's funny. appreciate it they are go quarantine like, all right. <laughs> so i mean well i will start off right away i mean the news came out today that Henri is back uh, you're uh the manager i guess the the impact manager i'm not changing we're gonna call it the impact so the impact manager is uh he's gone back to england family issues uh what was it like mm-hmm. being coached under him uh what kind of a player was he how did the news fall on the team um well we found out today this morning actually um but um the past year was honestly it, it was uh mesmerizing just because it's a guy that uh, accomplished so much as a player and um i was fortunate enough to to kind of grow my or start growing my career under him you know my first year with montreal uh was very slow no game time um and then i remember in the off season i saw that he got announced and i was like okay like i'm gonna bust my ass off give everything I got in the off season so that when the moment comes to play under him, like I'm going to be ready and I'm going to be all ears. I'm going to listen. Uh, I'm going to learn and I'm going to apply what he teaches me on the field and um, just kind of take it from there. And um, it, it ended up treating me really well. Cause um, for me, I'm a player who's very uh, mental. So I read and understand the game very well uh, from the physical standpoint. I might not be the most athletic, but since I do have these mental traits where I can understand passing lanes and movements and I can think a step or two ahead of somebody uh, else on the field, it puts me in a better position. And I think he recognized that for me um, within the course of the preseason camp. And then um, as the year went on, he kind of put more and more trust into me. And I was really looking forward to this year. Um, super, super bummed that he's not going to be um, our head coach, my head coach. Uh, but nonetheless, he's a fantastic human being, a uh, very kind guy. He's a very family-oriented guy, as you can tell. I mean, um, no one really wants to be without their family during a pandemic. And um, uh, us having to do what we got to do to go to the U.S. and play 
out of a market that isn't our market without our loved ones around us. And uh, it's definitely very challenging for a lot of people. So, I mean, 100% I respect his decision and um, uh, just kind of what you got to do. And now it's in terms of how do the players adapt and how does the club club adapt as well. It's, and uh, and speak, it's, sorry, it, go ahead, Alex. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, and speaking of him having trust in you, um, what kind of coach is he? Is he is he uh, more of a uh, giving you guys freedom to to uh, to play, or is he more like strict? Like like like, what's his philosophy? Um, philosophy, I guess I would categorize it under. Uh, he comes in with tactics, and then under the tactics he presents. It's your personality that executes the tactics. So it gives you kind of a game plan of what formation we're going to play. Like whenever this guy has the ball here, where you should be at on the field to create more space for another guy. And then just within that, it's like you kind of have to just let yourself play to your own personality. Like if you have a 1v1 op uh, opportunity, he wants you to always take a 1v1 opportunity because like he wants you to be brave he wants you to take that chance and if especially if you're in like the final third um so it's it's definitely um it, it's just a guy who understands the game at a, very, at a very high level and um knows that you can break a team down a lot if you can focus on their weak points and then but still let the players play how they know how to play so i mean it's Every coach is different, right? I mean, you'll have a lot of different, uh, similar yeah. styles. And, yeah. And he's more of, you know, he's that type of player. He's more of a European style. Did you see a big difference in terms of the style of play um, from what he brought into what you're normally used to in North America? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think, um, I mean, considering this now is my third year as a professional, um, and he was my third coach as okay. a professional, you know what I mean? So um, I've already experienced three different coaches it's going to be a fourth this upcoming year um so like I, i've gotten a feel of how different people want to play but i mean also i've been playing the game not at a professional level for that long but i went through university that type of soccer i went through uh academy and and whatnot so um he definitely changed the game when it came to um tactics because we never really played the same formation or the same ideas like more than two times in, in, in a single season. Like every time we face a different opponent, opponent, it was, okay, what are their weaknesses and how do we exploit them? And, okay, here's how we're going to shift what we do to exploit their weaknesses. And they're not going to – it's either that we're going to, like, put numbers where they're very uncomfortable and they have to play through us, like, very well to get behind us or um, or basically, like – if we somehow turn over the ball in a bad position, then they're going to counter us and score. So uh, it's just a risk that he took, but it's a risk that's fun to take because it's it allows you to play the game. You you've mentioned uh, academy, so, so 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 I looked up your career path, and you were with Vitesse uh, back in 2013, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. How was your experience in Europe, and 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 did you notice an actual difference between? Uh, U.S. training and European training. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's 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 still at a different level. I know uh, compared to 2013, that now it's definitely gotten better. 
but when I was there, um, I mean, I was, I was shocked at like the environment, um, going from Kentucky, you know, which is just a state with like a, not the greatest level of soccer. A lot of talent does come from there. Like I have a lot of friends and a lot of people I know who, uh, had very, very high levels of talent, but then they just kind of slipped through the cracks. They didn't get recruited into colleges or it comes down to a point where you got to decide, okay, am I going to start working or am I going to go to school or am I going to chase this thing forever? Um, like being professional, that is. And uh, a lot of them just kind of chose the other route. For me, I was fortunate enough to go to Europe. And then that's when I saw like the other side of the world and how they treat and how they treat the sport. And I mean, everything is um, focused on the youth. Um, like I remember um, Fites had just gotten a new owner. And as soon as he got there, he invested like 30 million euros into the practice facility alone. And uh, it was state of the art, like brand new, uh, brand new fields, brand new turf fields, heated, like underneath was heated. So like if it ever rained, snowed, like it, it would be cleared. <clears throat> and um, we had our own uh, dressing room. Uh, there was like a cafeteria that was only for like the older guys um state-of-the-art gym like everything you can think of we even had drivers who would pick us up from school take us to training and then they would wait for us after training and take us home so like there's no parent connection like parents can't use the excuse like oh i don't have time or oh i don't want to bring them oh i don't have the money it's like okay your son has talent we'll we'll give our resources to make him play for our team and hopefully either sign him to the first team or transfer him and get money out of him so like it was just very, very, very focused on the youth, and um, um, to say the least, uh, yeah, MLS has definitely grown in that aspect. As we see, like FC Dallas uh, transferring a lot of players over to Europe and whatnot, so uh, it's it's definitely promising, and it looks good for the league. So you're Bosnian by way of Germany, moved to the states. Well, how old were you when you moved to the states? Like four. Oh, okay, so you're super young. Yeah. Where did you? Yeah, move? very young. What part of the what part of the country did you move to? Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, you moved to Louisville. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. You. I thought. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, like you said, Louisville is not known for the soccer, but you can find gems anywhere, right? And I think right. that's that's the thing, right? And it's like you can find it. I mean, it's the same thing with here in hockey. I mean, you can find players like a good hockey player in Kentucky. Example doesn't necessarily. Like, there's a lot of players that come out of Texas that are good hockey players, but ne not necessarily like household names in Canada. And I think that yeah. the bigger the the bigger the youth academy come uh, is is the more success you'll have. But it just takes a long time. So when you have somebody to invest thirty million dollars, like you said, it goes a long way, right? And I think that somebody yeah. it makes you it makes the player accountable. It's like we're going to invest this into you. Well, give us back the effort, and yeah. you'll be fine that way, right? It's it's yeah, it goes a long way. It's a tough it's a tough thing to to say. Okay, we're gonna invest now, and, and twenty years later, the team is gonna be successful. Or ten years later, you know what I mean. But we saw it with with the best teams in the yeah. world. Like Alex is Alex is a diehard Man U fan. But without that without that that club that they mm -hmm. had with Neville and all these guys and Beckham and Butt and all those guys, they wouldn't mm -hmm. have been shit compared to my Liverpool team. So like it's. That's just basically what I, so I wanted to ask you. So I mentioned I'm a Liverpool fan. Alex is a Man U fan. Who did you who did you grow up liking? Uh, honestly, like I'm a huge I'm a, I'm a Manchester City uh, supporter, oh. and that's mainly because when Edin Dzeko, Bosnian guy, who went there yes. back in like early I don't even know what it was like 2010, nine maybe 2010, eleven, whatever. 
and he was like yeah he was the bosnian diamond we call him the diamond and um when he went there i I became a supporter of man city and then i'm a huge pep guardiola guy so when he went to man city just like you know it just filled everything i wanted so so that's actually a good follow-up question who's the one guy you'd want to be coached by i guess we'll have to eliminate pep in the conversation Oh, well, then in that case, um, I don't, Marcelo Bielsa, um, I've been following him recently from Leeds United, and he's he is like also, I think, at that level of pep in terms of just uh, like his style of play is just is, is incredible. Like what he was able to do with the championship level team in England and then still keep the same core of guys from the championship level team bring him into the Premier League, don't change the style of play, regardless of who you're playing against. It's back and forth, like possession-style soccer um, for 90 minutes. And, yeah, sure, they're not in the best position in the league, but, like, you've got to give credit to, like, the effort that he instills and, like, the trust he puts into his players to play. Absolutely. Um, yeah, do, 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 you see, do you see yourself being more of a box-to-box player or do you see more yourself being, like, a stay back uh create plays player like a number no I, i'm i'm a more box-to-box player for sure i think uh i shine more in front like in the final third um i have a good eye for passes like i can see different runs and i don't necessarily need to see you but if i hear you um like i can find angles to find guys in and um i think that's one of my good traits that i have Uh, and what did you think of all the new additions that we uh, added to the team? The, like I, we added Mihailovic, which I, which I'm which I which I watched him play with Chicago. He was really good. And then we added Kamal Miller as well. Um, mm. are, are, are you excited about those guys coming into team? Absolutely. I think I think uh, I think we really made a strong group uh, this year to really fight for something. You know what I mean? Like now we have um, good. Uh, depth on the bench and there's there's going to be competition in almost every position you know what i mean so it's not like any one guy has a comfortable starting spot you know what i mean like it's it's going to be it's going to be a fight but in a good way you know competition is healthy for everyone it keeps people humble it keeps people um on their toes and um i mean not everyone not not actually not everyone not anyone can play every single minute every single game for what 34 games i think they want to play this year yeah um on top of like uh euros and concacaf and olympic and i don't even know what other tournaments there is gold cup i think gold cup, yeah so yeah it's gonna it's it's gonna be tough to navigate through especially in a covid in a covid season i mean we've seen other sports do it but hopefully the mls can get it done i mean i'm There's a lot of momentum that the impact has taken. I think the whole rebranding too, um, yeah. with the jersey and the name and everything. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Of the, the jersey is like, it's 50-50 <laughs> in the city. People like it, people don't. I like it. I like the black one. <laughs> what do you think of yeah. the jerseys? And you could be as open as you want to be. Amar. No, I, I, I like it. I, I think the idea behind the rebrand is it sends a strong message and um, it definitely kind of fuels something that there is bigger than just the name. You know what I mean? I think it's the philosophy that that's put into it. Um, 
I, I would have loved if like we did a rebrand and then like we were able to play in Canada. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have, we would have felt it much more. I think it would have clicked much stronger with like fans and stuff like that. But, um, I think the overall view and, um, the, I guess, vision of what the club is doing is very positive. Absolutely. I mean, I think, honestly, I agree with you. I think, I don't care if it's 50 50. People are going to forget about the jersey in a year from now. Yeah. Or the right. or club de foot. I mean, I'm call, I still call it impact, but, and I know a year, <laughs> two years from now, I'll say club de foot and you and I will yeah. have this conversation and you're going to call me out. It's going to be great. And we're going to forget about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it is what it is. People move on. And I think that it's, I want this team to move on in the right path. I was there when they, um, when they made it to the finals of the, um, the CONCACAMP Champions League. I forget against who. It was, this, it was a Latin American team. Called America. Yeah, called America. And it, I was all the way back. There was nobody behind me. Me, my brother, and like uh, my yeah. friends. And that place was full. And when they scored, yeah. I forgot who scored, man. It was the midfielder. Oh, man, I forgot who scored. Anyway, it? But it was the place went through the roof. Like, it was unbelievable. And oh, I, I can like, imagine. Yeah, yeah. It, it was shaking, literally shaking. Where we were standing. And I want that feeling again. And I've been to games at Saputo Stadium, and it's beautiful, especially in the summer. It's mm-hmm. nice. I want to get back to that. Now, serious questions. <laughs> serious question is, since you told me you're stuck in quarantine, you can't really eat proper food. You're mm-hmm. ordering Uber Eats. The government's checking in on you every 10 minutes. It's fine. Um, right. what, what's your go-to on Uber Eats? And if there was an Uber Eats, if there wasn't a quarantine, what would be your go-to so far in the city that you like? Uh, Meal I mean, or it's... restaurant? uh man i i've eaten at so many amazing restaurants in the city over the past two years i can't even say that i do have a favorite um i i don't like i'm a big foodie guy so like out of all the restaurants that are that are here i love to like sample like i don't really ever want to go twice in one week to the same place you know what i mean like i want to try something different from somewhere else and um like if i want to be healthy or something like that and like i don't know basic then I like I'll do like a a Mandy's for lunch or like a dinner type, you know, just like a little basic thing. Yeah. Um, I've had Tommy's Cafe and they have some very 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 good like breakfast sandwiches and like little small bites. Um, have you had Uni Burger? Uh, uni Bar? I have. I haven't had Uni Bar. Well, I haven't had Uni burger, Bar yet. Best burger I've ever had in my life, and that's where anywhere. Really? Yeah. Best burger I've ever had in my life. Is Uni Burger. I actually have a Five Guys right next to my apartment. Um, good. It's been temp- it's been tempting me, but uh, <laughs> maybe for one of my one of my cheat meals uh, this week, I might have to grab it. But uh, no, Uni. I probably I definitely have to try Uni Burger or Uni Bar yeah. before I try before I eat Five Guys, just because I want to kind of dabble with that too. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, one of my favorite restaurants is uh, you guys know Restaurant Holder. Yeah, of course. Holy yeah! Oh, the best goat cheese omelet I've ever had in my life. Top of the line, I, amazing! Oh my god, <laughs> it's so good, and their French toast too. Wow, yeah. it's yeah, that's killer, killer. Um, so, so I want to also ask: Have you tried a poutine? I have had poutine. Honestly, I'm not that big of a fan All of right, poutine. This is where we hang up the conversation. <laughs> you're, looking at, you're talking I, to two like, fat guys. And, 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 uh, no, but like if poutine is such a like traditional cultural thing for you guys, but like to me, I just see it as like for I don't like French fries that are soggy. You know what I mean? Like right. I like I like I like crispy crispy potatoes and crispy French fries, and then like I see you guys put like 
the curds of cheese and then like the gravy yeah. and I'm just like it just doesn't it's, well, it's not even it well. because there's places that don't put a lot of gravy on that have a crispy fries that you still get the crisp out of it I don't even remember where I had it it was so long ago but I was like ah, I'm not really no, like, you're not. I'm not really and yeah you're not the only American that comes here well you're like a southerner right I mean like Kentucky has it's that's how it's north uh, north of the south right that's pretty much what it is yeah I mean I, I yeah, like if, when people think of Kentucky, they think of like hillbillies and stuff. But like Louisville, the city is like such a different. Well, it's a college town, right? Aspect of Kentucky. It's yeah, a, it's very big college. Yeah, town, it's yeah. college town. I mean, Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. was the whole thing, right? So, and yeah. so, but you're not used. To, you're used to like barbecue, right? Honestly, no. Like uh, barbecue is also like for me. Like you guys have to understand. Like I'm a like I'm Bosnian. Like my both my parents are Bosnian, so like, and then like I've spent most of my life kind of traveling. So like, I went to Holland and I had like Dutch food for a year when I was there, and I went to Arizona because I played at RSL Academy, okay. and I was there. And then I went to Maryland and I had like that type cuisine. And then like now I'm in Montreal, so like I have like a very you variety have no association of to Kentucky taste buds. Food? Nah, yeah. I mean, nah, <laughs> I, like the most uh, yeah like kentucky's not really necessarily known for like K- i don't even think i've ever had kfc in my life well you don't even you know have, have I mean? kfc if you live in kentucky <laughs> i mean kentucky you, you fried just, chicken, just, it's not kentucky it's always chicken. in you yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so, exactly. so actually you, you brought it up university of maryland at you know big football school mm-hmm. what was it like playing soccer there i mean if you walk by a football player does he like push you into the lockers like how does it work <laughs> nah well, I mean, uh, f- football, I think basketball is a little bit more dominant um, while I was there. I know within the last year, too, they picked up um, Tua Tagliova's uh, little brother, yeah. um, and he made a big impact on the on the team. But um, basketball was, I think, the primary sport. Lacrosse was up there, too. Uh, and then we were there as well. I mean, we're, we were very well known. We had like, uh, like 8,000, 9,000 students per game. Oh, wow. um, you're usually Friday nights, uh, Tuesday nights, we get like three or four, but, uh, we were, we were really known, really well known around the campus too. But, uh, no, the football guys are cool. I was actually friends with, a a, a decent amount of them. Josh Woods, who plays the Chicago bears. Um, he actually used to crash in my, uh, at my apartment all the time. That's cool. Uh, he's a very great guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a, it was a very surreal experience being there. So, so this brings me uh, to to ask you, what sport would you practice if it wasn't uh, football or soccer, whichever you prefer, or, uh, or 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 what would be your job? Like, what would be your, you know, regular job? I ask myself that like every day because, um, like now I'm doing my MBA, I'm doing it in sports management, and I'm just oh. like thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, like after playing football my entire life for soccer my entire life like I, I can't really see myself outside of it you know what i mean like uh, like being able to just wake up and like chase a ball every day you know what i mean it's like it's it's just so it just it, it gives me something to look forward to in some sense um so i feel like eventually like from this i'm gonna go into coaching or maybe scouting or maybe um a director sporting director technical director academy director like i want to be involved in the sport in some way like i don't know if i can really you know go um like study the stock market or like be a financial advisor or stuff like that you know what i mean it's just not doesn't like drive me like i'm sure i could do it but it doesn't really necessarily 
make me happy. So, um, you want to yeah. be, you want to be involved as much as you can, and I think that <clears throat> it's always a good feeling too, especially for guys that stop playing to to be involved and see other kids grow and you know give them opportunities that they might not have. And I'm involved. Mm-hmm. I'm involved in. Uh, uh, for hockey, for prep schools and stuff, and we're actually moving into soccer and football to get mm-hmm. kids to go to prep schools from here. You know, to get a better education and you know use their right. education, use their athletics to get to get a better education. I think that that's what the ultimate goal is, right? If I can go, mm-hmm. like all, you're seeing, I, I'll bring it back to hockey, but I can see all these kids in the World Junior Championships. All the Americans, they all go to school. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a few of them that play in the CHL, which is fine. It's a great place to play, but a lot of them go right. to school, and it's a big. It's a big avenue. Like the Habs, a first first round pick two years ago. He's still he's yeah. he's playing University of Wisconsin. So like, it's yeah. it's a big thing, and I think that a lot more kids are moving towards that that angle, and it's the right mm-hmm. way to be. And I think that you getting involved in kids um, with uh, with yeah. the development of players and stuff. That's awesome. Um, so we're gonna have to take you out for a real Putin one day. That's uh, <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. You guys show me the spot. Maybe it'll change my mind. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's yeah. tough. It's tough to say that you don't like Putin because if you haven't had the best one, so we'll have to find the best one. There's a bunch of places yeah. around you that you, the thing about your area where you live is very um, very snooty. It's very like this, right? So you got to get to like yeah. Little Italy. You got to get to like yeah, right. Island. You got to get to those areas. Yeah. That's where the food is. You know what I mean? Like uh, okay. your area is like where everybody goes out to dine and they dress up way too well, like way, way too properly. You got <laughs> to go to a place where you walk in. It's like this place is going to be good food and I don't even have to think about it. And that's what it is. But your right. burger is your I like burger. those places too. Yeah. yeah. I like those places. Yeah. Yeah. Like little, little, yeah. You, you can get a pizza, a San Gen- It's the best pizza I've ever had in my life. It's San Gennaro. Mm. I mean, there's been, you're, you're, nah. you're, you're shut off when you live in the area that you live in. Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, where's uh, restaurant Elena? Uh, I went there for pizza one time, and it was wow. How good is that? It was though? so good. Elena's yeah, probably good one pizza. of the best slices I've had too in a while. Mm-hmm. Elena's good. San yeah. Gennaro is my favorite. Um, there's Gemma, which is in Little Italy as well. Um, okay. I mean, you got to do it, man. You got to do it right. If you're gonna live in this city, Amar, you gotta. Have yeah. it. You gotta have it good. Sometimes. I mean, I would love to explore yeah. more, man. To be honest, it just sucks with all this, um, all these rules and whatnot. It just kind of takes away from. Me being a human it feels like to be honest <laughs> so you're you know you're, in I mean? quor- you're in quarantine now because you just came into the city you came well because yeah i came from the u.s so okay. if you come if you cross the border you gotta quarantine for two weeks even though i tested negative and all that stuff it's they just, didn't they didn't yeah. make you stay in one of the hotels i guess you uh, uh no it started on monday i came in on uh saturday oh you're lucky then so Okay. Well, I I knew that it started on Monday. I was not gonna <laughs> pay two grand out of my pocket and stay at a random hotel. I mean, you're preaching yeah. to the choir. Alex is Alex yeah. is in California, so like for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he he has a he lives a different reality than we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where yeah. In well, right now I'm I'm in Bakersfield, uh, so it's like okay. an hour and a half uh, away from LA. Um, yeah, yeah. So I. C- I left Montreal back in February last year, uh, and then the whole thing started with coronavirus. So, yeah, it's I like like the day I come back to Canada, it's gonna be weird because I'm 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 gonna feel like I skipped a beat, and I still think some places will still have restrictions. So for me, it's gonna be it's gonna feel weird because it's it's just a whole environment. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I, 
it's, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough here too. It's yeah. like I was just at. I was don't tell anybody, but I was at. I was at uh, <laughs> my buddy's house just now with my girlfriend, and we, came, we had to like come back for the interview. But I'm like, either way, I had to come back as a curfew. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. It's just like it's one of those things. It's like, and you forget that that's a life you don't live. You know what I mean? Anymore, and it's fucking. I think I think that's so crazy. I think yeah. that like if that if that was a rule in the U.S., there would be a second civil war. Like if they try to implement a curfew and like all this stuff, oh, people would go. I know so many people that are in Florida right now, just like mucking it up, yeah. just like going nuts. Oh, I was in Miami a month ago and yeah. like um, with my fiance and like uh, it felt so amazing that like everything was normal. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, we wore masks like when we were indoors and stuff like that. But like we were outside, we were by the pool, we were at the beach, we went to a restaurant, like, it just it's such a vibe to like see a normal like life again you know what i mean like i forgot how it was to be normal because we were all just so pinned in and and all this stuff and afraid of you know this virus that essentially isn't ever going to leave us it's going to be the, the next flu so we're just going to get flu shots and stuff like that but um uh, yeah I, I, it's just crazy to see how like different countries are handling it different so much differently yeah for sure and it's going to be especially weird for you guys not not playing in front of fans and you know going to other cities and stuff and i I don't know how it's going to work out for you are you guys going to be hub cities like how does it work they haven't announced anything to us yet but i think it will be the same thing as last year where we play out of one stadium um and then we'll live in a hotel i'm assuming again and train at their facilities and yeah just play our games there and maybe every three weeks maybe fly home for a few days so guys can see their kids um and then go back yeah and and, and speaking of of playing with no fans like how does it actually feel to not have fans in the stands do you actually feel a difference are you more pressure less pressured like Mm -hmm. like what's the vibe uh i mean i think it's different for me to say because I, i only played the only game i played with fans in the stadium well, like professionally was uh my debut against la galaxy oh, wow. and i was in front of like i think 25k and like i mean it, it's a huge difference you know what i mean like it's like you can feel the energy within the stadium and you're getting shit talked like if you're on the bench and you're warming up like <laughs> on the sidelines you're like people are yelling at you like yo yo whatever whatever just you know shit talking and then um yeah now you kind of walk out it's pretty quiet all you hear is the music and you know there's no clapping there's no cheering there's no uh adrenaline like you kind of got to fuel yourself yeah um so it's, what's the worst yeah, thing different. someone said to you uh i, I <laughs> think knowing, knowing montreal fans was probably uh, one of us <laughs> i don't even i i like you just tune some stuff out like when you when you're a professional you just kind of have to learn like you can't even make eye contact with them because yeah. you make eye contact with them you like fuel them more they win you know what i mean because yeah because then they know like oh you hear them but like for me it's just more like i uh, you just got to keep doing a little warm-up on the side and you just, maybe, if they say something funny like you laugh yeah and then they'll like, be like oh yeah he left and then, you know just like you go from there but uh i've had people ask me what gel i use and like oh your hair sucks and <laughs> you your hair, shit and then there's some, some people are like oh you got great hair and then they're like i don't even know it just, and you don't it, have the alters now to go defend you uh, yeah exactly <laughs> whatever the alcohol kind of puts into their mind is what they say so 
<laughs> so uh, we'll end it on this. Um, it looks like Man City is is gonna win. Man U, has, Man U has a nice chance. Liverpool's out. Yeah. Um, so good luck, man. Good luck with that. Um, hopefully Montreal has a better season than we did in the last couple of years. Club de France, yeah, Montreal true. Impact. I mean, I wish you all the wish you guys all the best. I mean, I appreciate you ha- having you on, man. It was awesome. Appreciate you guys. It was a pleasure. Uh, this episode again, Weekly Sauce, episode 39, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit MikeBBQRubFTL.com and use hot sauce for 10% off the entire site. Again, my name is Terry. Alex, thanks. I appreciate it, buddy. Amar, as usual, it was great. Uh, peace. Yep.